Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of 5 Minutes in Church History. On this episode, we're going to go back and spend some time with our good friend, Augustine. We've talked about his confessions. We've talked about some other issues that come out of his life. But on this episode, we're going to talk about his great classic work, The City of God. Augustine actually got that phrase from Scripture. The phrase occurs in Psalm 87. Here's how the psalm reads. On the holy mount stands the city he founded. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than the dwelling places of Jacob. Glorious things of you are spoken, O city of God. The psalm continues to name some earthly cities, names the city of Babylon, names some other cities. These were great cities in the ancient world. These were cities that had great power and had folks who made great accomplishments and were well-known and had reputations. But towering over them was the city of God. Well, Augustine not only used that phrase, but he used the entire psalm as some inspiration for his book. And this was not just a simple book that Augustine sat down to write. In fact, Augustine wrote this book from 413 to 427. Now, I've had some editors in the past sort of give me a hard time for a book that may be a couple months late, but here's Augustine taking 14 years to write this book. But I'm glad he spent the 14 years on it because he gave us such a great classic. The book is actually composed of 22 smaller books, or we would probably call them chapters, and they divide into two parts. Books 1 to 10 are primarily a negative critique of the pagan worldview, of pagan ideas, both philosophies that were sort of more naturalistic or sort of focused on this world, and also the philosophies or the mythologies, rather, that focused on the life to come and the world to come. Augustine sort of tackles both of those aspects in books 1 to 10. Having that negative critique, then he turns in books 11 to 22 to offer a positive commendation of Christianity. And he does this by tracing out two cities, the city of God and the city of man. He looks at the origin of these two cities. He looks at the path, as it were, that these two cities take. And then he looks at the end of these two cities. Now, part of the reason Augustine wrote the city of God was because the Christians were blamed for the sack of Rome. If we remember our history, this is as the Roman Empire is winding down and coming to an end as the barbarians and the vandals are at the gates, right? And this is going to impact Augustine as the vandals are eventually going to make their way to his city in Hippo in the coast there of North Africa. So as Rome was crumbling, part of the idea was, well, the Christians are to blame. And Augustine wrote this apologetic, really, to show that the Christians are not to blame for the sack of Rome. Among other things in here, one of the themes that Augustine tackles is the theme of happiness or felicity, as some of the older English translations will have it. You see, in these two cities, there are really two different approaches to this question of happiness. In the city of man, happiness is promised in serving the self and living for the self. What Augustine shows us is that's not happiness. That's emptiness. In the city of God, happiness is found in God himself. Well, sorry, I do need to give you a spoiler alert here, but I'm going to read to you from the last page of the city of God, and this is what Augustine tells us. How great shall be that felicity, which shall be tainted with no evil, which shall lack no good, and which shall afford leisure for the praises of God, who shall be all 
in all. True peace shall be there, where no one shall suffer opposition either from himself or any other. God himself, who is the author of virtue, shall there be its reward. For as there is nothing greater or better, he has promised himself. What else was meant by his word through the prophet? I will be your God, and you shall be my people, than that God shall be their satisfaction. God shall be all that men honorably desire, their life, their health, their nourishment, and plenty, and glory, and honor, and peace, and all good things. Augustine, the city of God. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for joining us for 5 Minutes in Church History.